Welcome back to Diamond Niners Weekly. It's Tuesday night before the 49ers home opener. Once again, we're talking Charlotte 49ers baseball here live at the Hayes. This is Nick, joined always by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Producer Brad. Hey, hey. <laughs> and we're going to get Coach Woody in here, but for right now, Coach Woody has been supplanted. He's been replaced. He's been outdone. And who can blame him? If you didn't already know, and you probably do, we're joined here, and I guess if you're going to supplant Coach Woody, you might as well do it with an All-American, <laughs> Conference Player of the Year, Golden Spike semifinalist. I'm missing a whole bunch of other stuff, but those are the biggies. We got number 14, Austin Knight, here. What's I, going on, Austin? I appreciate y'all having me on. Man, we appreciate you making time for us. We're going to get started here. We're going to do talk to, to Austin a little bit and let you guys get to know him a little better. Um, before we get started, though, we love it when you guys interact. Uh, love it when you guys get in there in the chat. Hit us up on social media. Jump in the chat on YouTube. Hit us up on Twitter, whatever you got. Uh, if you want to ask a question, and, and you know, I know you don't have questions for us, but you might have questions for Austin Knight. If you've ever wanted to ask Austin Knight a question, let's get that done tonight. All right, so let's jump right in here, Austin. Um, this is the first time we've had a chance to – I mean, we've talked to you after games and before games before, but this is the first time we've ever had a chance to sit down with you um, and and kind of give you an opportunity to share your background with folks. So uh, you're from uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Correct. Um, played at the Bowl School mm-hmm. down there. Um, talk a little bit about uh, – just start with kind of your, your, your high school baseball experience, what it was like growing up in, in such a baseball-rich state and – Playing baseball down there in Florida, and 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 you know the all it is that uh, it was great. There was always good competition. You were always playing against guys that were on your level, if not better than you. So it drove people to up their game and try different things in order to become the best players that they could possibly be. And I mean, my high school team was pretty good growing up, so we were always facing better competition and. Like, my dad grew up a baseball player. He played baseball at the University of Florida. So he's played a huge role in the baseball player that I am today. He was my first coach, basically my only coach until college. So being able to be in warm weather yearly, you can play all year round, and have a dad that teaches you everything that you need to know was great for me growing up baseball-related. You know, it, you you bring up uh, your dad, and um, over the years we've gotten to know a lot of the player parents, and that's always fun. We enjoy that, but um, it's always interesting watching. Uh, your dad played catcher at, at Florida, and it's always interesting watching a baseball game standing next to, in, in particular, a catcher, because they they well they just see things, right? I mean, it's right. just. Um, it, when I watch games with your dad, I always learn something. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean, he's 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 really insightful, so that's cool. And he's watching at home, and he's probably like, "Stop talking about me," but <laughs> it's okay, Palmer. We will. All right. So um, let's talk. Let's talk as you're transitioning high school to college. Like you're getting recruited uh, out of high school, and you wind up at the at the University of Tennessee. Um, talk about just talk about the recruitment process and 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 what that was like. Uh, it's very stressful as. An 18-year-old kid or 17, 18 years old getting recruited to play college baseball is very stressful because you're trying to find the right place for you, somewhere that will give you the best opportunity to go on 
to pro ball, which is every little kid's dream. But it's it was hard at first because you're not used to coaches reaching out to you and just trying to plan out your life as an 18-year-old kid is a hard thing to do. Mm. And, I mean, once you find your home, it's crazy how everything ended up and how things got to where they were. Like for me, mine was different because I went to the University of Tennessee out of high school and I never really felt like that was home. And then the moment I stepped foot on Charlotte, everything was different and it was fulfilling for me to find my actual home. And it took me a school that I wasn't comfortable at to figure that out, that Charlotte was my home and I've never looked back. You, the, the stressful process of the recruiting, you actually went through it two times. I did. Was it any easier the second time around? The second time was actually harder because it was during the COVID-19 outbreak right when it started. So I wasn't allowed to go see schools in person or everything was on Zoom. So the first time I saw the campus and the field in person was the day I moved in here. So all of my recruiting was on Zoom and talking to the coaches through videos and phone calls and texts. So that was a little more stressful than actually getting to go see it in person. But That's I, a leap of faith. Yes, it is. You, you, you bought all this I did. sight unseen. The coaching staff, I, you couldn't go wrong with it. it was, I liked everything about it. So, I mean, after I talked with them the first time on FaceTime, it was, it was my number one immediately. So Nate Furman was uh, in a movie theater when he first heard from Charlotte baseball. <laughs> Do you remember where you were and what you were doing? Um, I think I was getting ready to leave for summer ball, and I played down in a league in Florida. It was one of the only leagues that I could find that you could play in because everything else was shut down. And most of my talking with Charlotte, I was down in Tampa playing, and I actually – didn't know that my waiver got passed for me to go from Tennessee to Charlotte. And I got done with a summer ball game and had 15 calls from Coach Woodard, five from Coach Bick. <laughs> and I look at my phone and was shocked, stressed out, didn't know what to do. So I called them back and, yeah, everyone else knew before me. So that was great. You know, that interesting part of that story, Kevin and I might be – on the list of people that knew because and, and Woody's sitting over at his desk smiling. We had come by here for some reason. We had dropped by, we were dropping something off or picking something up, or we were doing something, and these guys were just on cloud nine. And we were like, What's what's going on? What's the deal? And they're like, We just got we just got word. Austin Knights got his waiver approved. And we were like, All right, yeah, let's go. Yeah. So yeah, we we actually might be on the list of people that knew before you did. Y'all probably did. You know, and, and and that excitement prompted us to go watch one of your summer league games on video headed on YouTube. So, <laughs> yes, we did. So we had we had to see what the hype was about. And uh, oh, man, were we in for something when uh, when you kept stepped on campus? <laughs> now, and and everybody, we're you know all the I, I made I made reference to your accolades and people know your stats and all that stuff. But you know, what were your what were your expectations for yourself coming into last year? I mean, what what were you? You're in a new home. You 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 get here. You find out. You kind of get your feet under you. You're like, hey, I kind of like it here. This feels good. This has a good vibe. And then you just you just have this 
this season? <laughs> you know, what 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 were you what what was your mindset coming in? Uh, I never really set personal goals going into a season. It's always what is like my role that I'm going to adopt for the season in order to help us win and win as many games as possible. So, I mean, I found myself in a bunch of RBI situations last year. So mm-hmm. it's what do I have to do to drive these runners in in order to help us score more runs to win more games is basically what drives me as a hitter is winning. I hate losing. So whatever I can do to help the team win is what I'm going to do. That And, you know, it's so interesting. We're talking to so many different guys on the team. I mean, that's that's a pretty much unified approach to, to the, this group of guys. Um, I mean, it's everybody is so focused on that one goal. And, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. I mean, when you're bringing guys from different places and different backgrounds, it doesn't always gel that way. But this group seems to really have that. Um, so I, I want to ask you, a, a question about your your approach to the game, and Kevin and I were talking about this earlier today. So, we watched you play last fall, and then we watched you play in the preseason, and, and you know we watched a lot of practice and not, and, and we've done the same thing this, this coming into this season. You know, it's easy to watch you on the field during practice and during scrimmages and say, "Man, that's a really talented baseball player." Okay. Um, Something different happens with you when the game goes live. You've got like another gear, and or it, it appears that way. We always talk about it this way. It's like in, in practice and scrimmage, you're like, "That's a that's a good baseball player. That's a very good baseball player." But then when when the lights come on, like they are right now behind us, you you go you go somewhere else. I mean, is that the way you think of it? I don't really think of it that way, but there's nothing like game day, and it's very hard to emulate through practice and scrimmages. And, I mean, going and facing another opponent is a whole different animal where you're locked into doing whatever it takes to win. And scrimmages, you can kind of get lost in the reps and just the innings you're playing. And when game day comes, your body kind of goes numb and you're just locked in 100% to winning a baseball game and not kind of worried about what's going on around you. And scrimmages, I kind of work on different things. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying different swing tactics and different things. But once the game hits, my swing is my swing, and I'm going with what I trust. That's a good approach. I mean, and that's true. I mean, as you're preparing, you're trying, you're focused on different things, and and what people are seeing in a a scrimmage, in an exhibition might not be – you know, you're just trying something different now, and you're doing that. But but your swing is definitely your swing. And speaking of your swing, there was there was something. What was it, Kevin? That we saw uh, over the weekend that was as a result of his swing. It seemed like he ended up with something around his neck. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that? What was yeah, that, that about? Uh, picture that Sydney took with the the boxing gloves on his neck. Um, and I think it went viral, man. Almost, didn't it? So some uh, some national publication picked it up. It, well, it was getting tweeted, and no context. College baseball tweeted that, and then it got picked up. And so, we want to know what's up with the boxing gloves, right? If you can, if you can disclose it, <laughs> we are a family show. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, what's up with the boxing gloves? That's that's what we want to hear about. So we decided that would be our home run celebration because we were working on drills in the fall. And one of our warm-up things is punching a uh, a boxing glove. And we got – people were tweeting at us saying it was dumb and it wasn't working. And 
just for us to show <laughs> Coach Siebes that we had his back. That's now our uh, our home run celebration because everyone loves it and it's it's working. So so we trusted him and we made it our Gold Boxing Glove home run celebration. Golden gloves, that's right. So we've gone. He's gone from golden spikes to golden gloves. <laughs> so if I is it fair to say? I mean, y'all are having fun with it, and y'all love it, but at least on, on some level, this home run celebration is at least partially a troll job. I would say so to some regard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I love that. What could be better? Having, I mean, you're having fun, and you're also having a little dig at, you know. I mean, and, and you guys have bought in uh, so much to what the coaching staff has, has uh, installed here, but you're right. There's a lot of – there's really a divide in, in baseball, whether it's training methods or the way you play the game, whatever. And um, Charlotte baseball has become a little more new school. Right. And and that's a great thing. It's obviously working, but but not everybody. Yeah, not everybody supports it. But not everybody believes. If it works, it works. So <laughs> yeah, there's you can't complain about it. That's right. There are different methods and uh, different ways to win, right? Exactly. So – Let's let's talk a little bit about. First of all, you got the chance uh, to, and you know, in, in going to um, in going to FIU and FAU, you got have gotten the chance to play in your home state before. But this was a little closer to home. This was this was an area that you had a little more experience in. So, what was that like playing playing in front of a, a sort of a home Florida crowd? It was great because a bunch of my family got the opportunity to come down and watch me play. So I had my parents, my grandparents, my uncle, and my cousin were all there. And it was great having them at the game because they haven't really gotten a chance to watch me play that much. So it was nice being that close to home to where a bunch of my family members could come and watch. And even with the, with the restrictions last year, not many folks here got to see you play. So um, it's extra special for your folks and family to see you down there and so close to home. Um, I'm sure that helped you out uh, with getting nine ribbies at home or in a couple doubles this weekend. Um, Is that good? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty good. Was he? I think now he's gonna, he's going to be too modest to admit this, but I think his OPS right now is like you know one you know one point nine something. It's 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 nasty. <laughs> it's winning. It's, it's helping us win. That's what he, all he cares about, right? Exactly. So what? Um, what, what, what's what's on tap for this weekend? You got anything going on? Anything doing some homework? Uh, maybe having a cookout, something like that. Anything going on? Uh, nothing really until uh, West Virginia strolls in here, and we're going to do the best we can to sweep them and start the home series three and zero. Oh, there's home baseball this weekend. There is <laughs> man home baseball at the Hayes. That's right. awesome. I and <laughs> and it's open. The Hayes is open. It wasn't open fully last year until the last weekend, and uh, this year. Everything's open, and we're gonna we're gonna enjoy it. Yeah. What? Um. Before, let me just drop this in here. By the way, since we have, since Austin has informed us, there's home baseball this weekend. Seven zero four six eight seven four nine four nine is the ticket office, and you can go to charlotte49ers.com get your tickets if you don't already have them. That experience last year playing, you guys had to jump. I mean, through so many different hoops and all the things you had to do. What was that had to be a little strange, like right playing playing baseball, playing competitive baseball at this high level with very few, or sometimes nobody watching. What's what's I mean, what's that like? I mean, you it's how do you you got to bring your own juice, right? You do. It was odd because fans fire up players that 
you can't really make up with yourself. So having fans in the stands and when they're getting loud, you're getting more amped up. So fans play a bigger role in games than they think they do and realize that they do. So playing in an empty stadium was, it was different. And it was something you had to figure out how to play baseball that way, as opposed to, I mean, fans provide adrenaline for players. So once they're getting loud, our adrenaline starts going and it makes us play better. And you had to make your own adrenaline when there was no one in the stands, so it was different. So what you're saying is is a big home crowd this weekend could easily impact the, the outcome of the game. It would be great. 704-687-4949 is your number for tickets, shawlock49ers.com. And if you want to, you can go ahead and get season tickets. They're still available. You can still get season tickets. Did you know that, Austin? I did not. Did you know that? You can still get season tickets. So if you haven't done that, of course, with this show, we're probably preaching to the choir, but it's okay. We're still preaching. <laughs> um, so what – for you guys, just coming this off season, coming this season, right? I know that – you were all proud of, of last season and, and, and 40 wins, I mean, and the NCAA tournament and the performances that you turned in. But on some level, right, you, 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 you got a little taste, but you didn't, you didn't get enough, right? And, and that's, that's, got to be, that's got to be something that was driving you guys this offseason leading up to this, right? It definitely was. I mean, are you – I mean, I don't know how I want to word this – are, are, you, are you over it, focused on this season, or maybe do you ever get over it? I would say I'm over it, but when I think back to it, I still get a little, a little sour taste in my mouth because, I mean, looking back, it was a great season and everything we accomplished was great. But losing in the regional was still a little sour, but now I've kind of turned the page and focused on not losing in the regional this year. That's always going to be a goal. Everyone's goal is to make it to Omaha. And I feel like with the team we have this year, we have, we definitely have a chance to. Well, if, if you go, then we'll go too. Please join us. <laughs> you, you up for that, Kevin? Yeah. Sounds good to me. Let's go to Omaha. Um, so a little non-baseball stuff here, um, because you guys, you know, we can't lose sight of this. You guys are, are, are student athletes, uh, majoring in economics. Correct. I wish I had made. I majored in finance when I was here originally. I, I wish I had done economics. I think that would have been more, more flexible, more, more versatile um, than finance. But um, so what? Let's just say you're you're in line. You're 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 gonna you're gonna have your opportunities to continue your baseball career. But at some point in your lifespan, whether it's you know when you're my age or not, you're gonna move into a career after baseball. You got any ideas what you might want to do? Probably somewhere along the lines of a financial advisor or something related to that. I'm fascinated by the stock market, so I want to be dealing with that in the future. And see, that's why I'm, that's why I majored in, in finance. I, I mean, I was I was here. I graduated high school in '96. I just dated myself, <laughs> um, but. Um, that that was during that was during the the age of the dot com boom and everything that was going on and I was so fascinated with the stock market yeah just it just it can hypnotize you you know it can it's, it's like you can get lost in it yeah so it's like that Kip, do you remember what do you remember wanting to be a, a civil engineer yeah at a certain point when uh a certain point when when my baseball playing days were done <laughs> I turned to to 
to engineering, yes. His baseball playing days were done in, in high school. Well, he still plays old man softball. My, my baseball career ended in middle school. Do you, can you find that hard to believe? I do. <laughs> <laughs> He's being really kind. <laughs> really kind here. Um, so we've got to get you off. We've, you've been very generous with your time here. Um, you've got to uh, uh, go get some stuff done and get ready for, for the weekend. I hear, like you said, there's some baseball being played. But um, sort of as a, as a, you know, kind of rounding this out, what, um, what, what's Omaha? Yes. Okay. After Omaha, what's Austin Knight's goal for this season? I know you want. Hey, well, we're going. Yeah, we're going. We're Kevin and I have already agreed to go to Omaha with you. We're on board with that. But what's what's Austin Knight? What's Austin Knight looking to get done this season? I really have not. I don't set personal goals, so that really is my only goal is to make it to Omaha. And with everything that we have that we put out on the field, we have the chance to. And that's my only focus. I. I've thought about setting personal goals, but that's just not who I am as a player. And I don't like chasing stats. And I feel like when you chase stats, bad things tend to happen. So I kind of just set stats aside and let those things work themselves out and focus on winning baseball games. Do you, re- do you really even pay attention to them, honestly? No, I don't. I never look at my stats until someone will tell me or I'll look at the end of the season. I don't look during the season. I was pretty sure it was hard last season when you were leading the country in doubles, but um, yeah, I, I can understand that. It's uh, it's hard to ignore that, but when when you're leading the nation in, in certain categories, but that that also comes with team success. With team success, the individual uh, accolades come as well. So, um, if team accomplishes good things, you guys will accomplish good things individually. Exactly. I know you don't, and this is what's great. He means this, folks. Lots of people say they don't care about individual stuff, but but <laughs> they're being falsely modest, right? That's not what's going on here. Um, but how do you, you know, as someone who's never been put on a watch list or, well, I've been put on watch list, but not for an award, um, <laughs> you know, watch list, getting awards, getting – how do you find out about those? How, how does – you're just kind of – you're doing your thing, you're down there at practice and – how do you how do you find out that you know you've made an all American list, for example? Honestly, through y'all's Twitter when you tag me, you on find tweets. out from us exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I find out everything through y'all's Twitter. Well, I guess that's good and bad. <laughs> um, so when you don't care about your accolades and your stats, we're probably muted. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting close to that status, I guess. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get blocked by Austin Knight on Twitter. <laughs> Nothing personal, guys. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Nothing personal, fellas. I just can't. I just can't pay attention to this anymore. I got to focus on the season. <laughs> All right, Austin, you've been you've been generous with your time. We appreciate it. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, we like giving you guys the opportunity to, or people to get the opportunity to hear from you guys and get to know you a little better. Um, I think it, it just helps uh, it helps all the way around when when people feel like they have some kind of connection to you, you know. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm it's 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 I'm not just saying this. You're 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 easy to approach. You're easy to like. You're easy to talk to. It's great. So we appreciate it. Um, we'll give you the last word. Anything you guys if you want to say to the yeah? What do you we want to say to Niner Nation? Pack the haze every home series. We need the fans in the stands and. 
y'all play a huge role in our success. So I would love to see uh, the Hayes be sold out for all the home games. Seems like it was seven zero four six eight seven four nine four nine was the ticket office number. And you can and also you can get go to the website too. What's that a web address? Charlottefortniners.com. Uh, All right, yeah. So <laughs> pack the haze. We'll be here starting at four o'clock on Friday for first pitch against the Big 12's West Virginia. All right, Austin. We're gonna let you. We're gonna let you get off the hot seat. <laughs> we'll we'll finally let Woody rotate in here and. I don't know. See what he has to say. I don't. You, you've kind of covered everything, but <laughs> we'll get uh, we'll get Coach Woody in here and see what's up. But man, we appreciate you for stopping by. Okay, yeah, thank you guys for having me on. All right, here he comes. We're gonna good luck this weekend, man. Yeah, it. we'll see you in a few days. Thank y'all. Hey, there he is. Good to see you guys. He's in here. He's, look, he's he's bringing his. He's got his. Crumpled up lineup card and everything, and he's ready to go. Got some, got some notes. Got some notes. I love it. You know, we always have notes, too, and then end up not looking at them, but that's just the way we roll. <laughs> so, what's up, Woody? How you doing? What's been going on? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks. Just uh, back on the field today with the guys, and um, just kind of Tuesday, Monday's kind of a recover, get stronger day, get ahead in the classroom day for – for us as a program, um, you know, kind of let the guys mentally and physically recharge, regroup um, as needed. And then Tuesday, we try to really identify some things from the previous weekend that we felt like we need to, you know, fine-tune, improve, or maybe, you know, cover more. So we did that today kind of in a more, like, skill group setting the whole afternoon and let some pitchers face some hitters that needed needed some – uh, needed to get some innings and uh, hitters who needed some at bats, uh, keep those guys sharp and ready to go. And yeah, tomorrow we'll throw it up a little bit with a little bit more of a kind of a higher intense practice and Thursday routine. And here comes West Virginia. So how about how about we just kind of just general conversation started here? Uh, one one thing one thing that impressed you about your squad this weekend, and one thing you one thing you want to get on you want to want to improve on. First three games were pretty tough. Like this is this is a tough group, and uh, and I'm not just not just mentally tough in their response and their ability to adjust from game one to game two and then to game three, but physically this is a tough group. Um, I mean, just guys. It's it's. I know it was neutral site for two of the games, but it felt. I mean, it felt like three road games and um, three really great opponents that are. I anticipate all of them making the NCAA tournament and playing deep into the postseason. So, you know, to go to go on the road right out of the gate and, um, you know, really we felt like we, you know, we played a really good Louisville team and did not play, did not play the, the, the brand of baseball we wanted to play. And uh, to, to see the look on our guys' faces after the game and said, okay, they hate to lose. This is good. And, uh, you know, but also, you know, None of them were discouraged. None of them lost any any level of their confidence, and we had a felt like we had a good kind of recap after the game. And uh, we showed up Saturday, and Cam Hansen was a warrior, and guys just played their tails off and carried it into Sunday, and made for a interesting flight home in the uniform, as <laughs> as we posted on social. But uh, yeah, we're just you know first three first three games. I, th- I think this group. Check the toughness box, and uh, that, that's that's a big one to check. Speaking of toughness, um, 
any updates you can give us on uh, Hunter Baker and uh, Jake Cunningham? Yeah. I, they took a had a rough collision that at the end of that game uh, on Sunday. Absolutely, yeah. No, they're doing they're doing so much better, and um, you know, obviously in, in touch with them closely uh, since the incident, and uh, tried to you know tried to put the you know the fans and family members at ease as much as possible because um, it looked like. It looked like uh, all the scary. It looked like we were going in the right direction um, right after the incident. And then, you know, uh, Donna Nemo, our, our athletic trainer, she is a rock star, and she took such great care of them from the moment it happened all the way through, you know, getting them to the airport, through the airport, checking with them through the night, and you know, the last two days here, and just taking care of them. And yeah, we're we're in good shape. We're we're going the right direction, and. Um, you know, we should we should be making a, a full recovery here very very soon. Okay, thank you. I know the fans were a little concerned after that Sunday. That's the last we saw of you guys. Was a was that game ending? And uh, um, it's good to have an update. I'm glad glad the guys are doing better. That's probably the number one thing that through through whether it's it was DM or on social text whatever that that we've been asked is mm-hmm. you know what. Have you heard about those guys? You heard about those guys? People are really concerned. So it's yeah. good good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. No, those are they're they're. You know, it, it's a certainly a scary situation, and um, just in, in talking with both Jake and and Hunter's family, they both mentioned how many other family members and 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 teammates had reached out to them, and I, I know how much they appreciated it. And um, you know, I can't I can't you know I can't understate it enough how how much that means to our coaching staff, just to the the cohesiveness and the tightness of the family, all the families, you know, this early too is pretty unique. And, um, you know, so yeah, we're, 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 we're very thankful for, to be where we are after, you know, the, 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 the collision on Sunday and, you know, let's just, we're, we're going to continue to keep a close eye on those two guys and make sure that they have a full recovery here, um, you know, this week. Huge class shown by South Florida there on Sunday. I mean, mm-hmm. that was, I mean, for everything from the, 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 the folks in the stands to the, their players and their staff and everybody. I mean, huge class. Yeah, they, yeah, you know, they they invited us to come play in this tournament, and we knew it was going to be a gauntlet. And I had been to South Florida before. I had actually, in 2018, as assistant coach, I, I, I we played opening weekend series there, and I thought it was – I thought it was first class then uh, with Coach Mole and the coaching staff then and the fans and really talented team and it was much of the same this time too. I mean, I think their athletic trainer's name was Brandon and Brandon was right there with Donna tending to bake uh, on the field and Coach Mole is out there and the players, the players, um, you know, they all said some really nice words to our team going through the line and just, as you said, just first class operation there at South Florida and we're very appreciative. And no, you know, no one even hit anybody in the in the handshake line or anything. No, yeah, no, no one slapped an assistant or anything like that. I guess that's a basketball thing. Um, so you guys, we'll, we'll come back. We'll, we're going to come back, work our way through here. But you mentioned it. You guys had to go to the airport with your uni, uniforms on, mm-hmm. um, and and the guys, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, sweaty, dirty baseball players, yeah. right? Going going to get on an airplane that had to get you all some looks. Yeah, there's no secret where we were flying to. Um, you know, I mean, it was. You had an airport code across your chest. I mean, I usually, you know, before we get off the bus, I usually remind, I usually remind the guys, I don't really have to with this group so far. They're, 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 they're 
pretty impressive group. But usually just remind them, you know, be conscious of your surroundings. You're representing, you know, the school, the program, families, et cetera, uh, the city of Charlotte. But I really didn't have to say a whole lot. I mean, it was pretty clear who we were representing. And on top of that, if, you know, your name's on the back of the jerseys too. So it's – You guys look like checked baggage. Yeah, it's a pretty quick Google search to figure out, you know, if somebody's – not doing what they're supposed to be doing at the airport. It's like, well, Charlotte baseball, last name, got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's new hiding. Yeah, it was a at a at a yeah, I've never done that before. Twelve years coaching, never flown home in a uniform. Uh it was all Coach Bick and Coach Sieb's idea. They didn't think we were gonna have time, which I don't think we would have had time to make our flight. So we were you know, things kinda sped up a little bit there. Um, you know, once we kind of got Bake and Jake up on their feet and the game ended. It was like flight. Here we go, and clean up the dugout. And uh, you know, we're trying to talk about okay, can we change? Can we can we shower and change? And we just basically just ruled those two things out because it was a thirty minute ride plus Tampa traffic, and we just didn't want to. You know, we don't want to miss our flight. So we how, just. How about those poor people that were just trying to trying to fly, and and they wound had up a, with had a, business, had a business meeting in charlotte on monday morning yeah and, 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 and sitting with with guys that have been out in the sun and the heat and running around in dirt and <laughs> everybody everybody was super friendly you know actually they they the two people i sat next to i, I sat down and you know they kind of laughed and i just said don't worry i didn't play today i didn't sweat sweat as much as those guys you lucked out so <laughs> you know it could be a lot worse yeah Somebody wound up sitting next to Nate Furman, and you know Nate was dirty because yeah. Nate gets dirty, right? Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. Speaking of Nate, let's, let's talk about some of the offensive leaders um, from the weekend. Uh, we just talked with Austin Knight. I mean, you had nine ribbies, yeah. uh, two homers, a double, uh, five walks on the weekend. So they'll yeah. be peace through the roof. Yeah, five punch outs only one, or only one punch out. Yep, yeah. yeah. And uh same with McCabe. He had uh David McCabe, five walks, Homer double, two singles and three ribbies for him. Both of those guys scored four runs as well as Cam Fisher scored four runs and Nate Furman scored four. So um a lot of runs coming from those four guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean that was they kind of they they picked up where they left off and they've done it the whole preseason, they've done it the whole fall. So um against some really good arms. I mean, that's the other thing too, is like, you know, it's, it's not, we were, we're facing Louisville's Friday arms. We're facing, uh, you know, everybody knows how good UConn's arms are year in and year out. And then you got South Florida, who's, I mean, every arm they threw out there out of the bullpen was, you know, 90, 92. They had, you know, one guy, the 95 and they had all kinds of looks of righties and lefties. So it was a really, it was, it was a good test. It was a really good test for us this weekend for sure. Then on Sunday you got to see a lot of different pitchers because you jumped out to a eight zero lead and um, I know South Florida is kind of throwing throwing a lot of freshmen or, or new pitchers at you. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that that eight run explosion in the first two innings uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I mean I thought I thought our guys did a tremendous job of taking what the game gave us. If you know not chasing out of the zone early and um, yeah to draw. You know, leadoff walk and then a two-run home run by McCabe there in the two-hole just to get it going and and uh, really promising to see uh, this offense, this group of guys on offense. You know, they never had a sense of satisfied of, of satisfaction. It was all right. We scored two really fast. Like get the next guy on, you know, and keep 
keep the throttle down and and keep going and you know to their to their credit from the third inning on i mean they kept it at bay and you know put a good swing of the bat on us to get it to eight to three and um kind of you know but we and our bullpen just locked it down but yeah i mean it was just really promising to see um it's uh college baseball games are never over as we all know so you can never take your foot off the gas and um but it certainly is a much more manageable game you know with with a lead uh, as opposed to being on the flip side yeah seems like we were just one one swing away the later innings of, of just busting that one open completely mm-hmm. um we definitely had opportunities which is promising looking forward because we um Going down the road, we're going to have opportunities to to get those guys in. But mm-hmm. um, did, did we, uh, the 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 setup there at South Florida was really cool? Um, well, really cool for the fans. The the the, the well, the speed indicator was right behind right behind home plate. Mm-hmm. Um, any read on how how calibrated that how well calibrated that that was? Because I mean, based on what we've seen in the preseason from our guys, it looked it looked pretty pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah. Because cause at one point on Sunday, Tony Rossi put put ninety six right on the corner, and it was a thing of beauty. Michelson, Michelson, Michelson. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, yeah. you're right, Michelson. Sorry, t- sorry, Tony. Sorry, Tony. Tony you your, gotta, your your time will come. Michelson, yeah. thank you. Yeah, uh, put ninety six right on the corner. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty good. That's that that's got to get your juices flowing. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> duck out. We've, we yeah we've seen. I mean, yeah, and. Absolutely. I mean, Evan was a really, really highly recruited pitcher for us. Um, you know, we actually kind of had two recruiting processes with him and we finally got him to come here. Um, you know, and he's just, cause we've just, I mean, every, every time we saw him in the recruiting process, either in person or on video, we thought he was one of the potentially one of the best relievers in the country. And so, and he's, a, he's just an incredible uh, person and teammate and one of our hardest workers in the weight room, our entire pitching staff, really entire, this, this team loves the weight room, but Evan, you know, when it comes to, you know, sort of the, especially the lower half, just like in the weight room, I mean, it's the stuff that he can do with some weight in there is pretty impressive. And so it's not an accident uh, that, you know, he, he's not, that he's, he's not just rolling out there and throwing 96 because, you know, he's got some gift, like he works extremely hard at what he does. And, and it's great to see that hard work pay off. Speaking of closers, let's just go ahead and get a Kobe Bruce shout out in here. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Not only did Kobe come back, but, but he goes, he goes for the three inning save. Mm -hmm. Um, and was just, well, I mean, he was fairly nasty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this is his first appearance since, uh, March 10th, 2020, when he got the win over NC state, um, that nine, eight victory, uh, before everything shut down. So very special moment, uh, for Kobe on, on Saturday. Yeah, it was it was neat, you know. This is um as you said, I mean, it's been it's been a long road back to to get him, you know, him personally and us as a coaching staff just all just kind of working together to, you know, to for that for that moment and uh we got him hot. I really wanted to get him in kind of as soon as possible just because it's been a while. We got him hot for about 5 pitches in the bullpen on Friday and then we sat him down because the situation changed. And so once we got him up on Saturday, I kind of, we kind of talked about it as a staff, and we talked about it before the game that we really didn't want to we didn't want to get him up we didn't want to get him in and, and then keep him available for for Sunday. Um, so we kind of made the decision that we would go to him early if needed, and then just kind of kind of let him go. Um, he's built up to about what he threw 
he's kind of right at it about what he's built up to. So we kind of we said in the we actually said in the seventh inning we bring him in and just let him go. So uh, yeah, he pitched his tail off against a really good UConn lineup, and you know kept us got us out of a big jam. I think first and second, and nobody out, and and uh, came back out and put up a zero in the eighth and a zero in the ninth and slammed the door. And uh, it's just it's it's you know it's just so cool personally for him, and I think collectively as a team, I think every team. You know, it is you learn how to win, and um, you know I think the team seeing how guys like Colby and Austin, who was on the show earlier, and David McCabe and Nate Furman and Tony and Evan and you know really and Colin Kramer. I mean, just seeing again goes on and on and on. Just seeing all these guys and how they attack the game and with confidence and conviction. You know, I, I think I think it. You know, it really helped us going into the South Florida game. You know, in terms of understanding, okay, this is this is how we play. This is how you win ball games at this level because we have a lot of we have a lot of high school and junior college transfers that you know it's it's still it's still their first Division One games. Um, you know, this past weekend was you know now that's behind us. You touched on something there. I, I thought, in, in, with some different guys, and for different reasons, but on, and and some of them got over a little quicker than others. But I, I, I kind of picked up on a little bit of maybe some first game jitters out there and at yeah. different times. I mean, it's understandable, but yeah, I think I think the first I think the first game I think the first game for all you know all teams. It's just it's uh it's just it's just a little a little odd, and you just try to manage yeah. it, and navigate it, and. You know, unfortunately, we came. Unfortunately, we came out on the wrong end of the result. Um, I think on the fortunate side, I think I think we learned. I think we learned a lot of very valuable lessons of, you know, what we're capable of. You know, if we play like we're capable. Yeah. Cam Hansen on on Saturday, like in that first inning, he maybe looked like he was trying to find his way a little bit in the first yeah. inning, but then after he came out the second inning, it's like. Oh okay, yeah. He took the game by the horns, you know. Like yeah. he 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 said, um, and another one who just is a tremendously hard worker, who typically, in my experience, guys who work as hard as Cam Hansen, you know, when they get backed into a corner, they're going to come out swinging. And he got he came out swinging and and uh, took control of the game and gave us a chance to win. It was a big part of the reason why we did win. Or if you're a graduate transfer and you've been around, you've, you've been around the block, and you're Will Lancaster, you just come out and say, "Screw it, gonna dominate." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, something else that he's done since he's gotten here. I mean, he he's done it to our hitters all fall and preseason, mm-hmm. and so he you know he earned he earned that opportunity, and uh, he's just got such a great pulse and rhythm and tempo about him uh, on the mound, and I think our defense loves playing behind him and uh yeah he just does all the little things he holds runners he fields his position um you know he can pitch in out up down he's got a little tom glavin to him you know if you really uh you know if you remember watching him pitch he's got a little he's got a little tom we're, we're that old yeah i mean <laughs> well, house. yeah i mean he's got a little he's got a little tom glavin to him and uh except with a little more crossfire so he's got a little bit more um, deception to him, but you know, I was just so proud of him because I mean, you know, I think he, I, I know, 
you know, I know how much it means to him and his family to be here and to, you know, for this to be kind of the last go around for college baseball. Um, you know, all he's talked about is winning and helping us achieve great things as a team. And, you know, I thought, I thought that was a great, really great start to his final campaign this past weekend. It's fun to watch. Yeah. The, the numbers on Will, well, five and a third, only allowed two hits, one earned run, um, struck out three and only walked one, um, picked up the W. So, Great, uh, great way to start his 49er career, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, fun to watch on Sunday. We talk about him being uh, sort of a sort of blue collar guy. It's it's not it's not flashy, but he just he just gets outs. Yeah, just gets outs. Yeah, it's called <laughs> called pitching, and that's what Will does. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love pitching. Yeah. Yep. Another uh, lefty. Speaking of lefties, uh, Spencer Geesting, He had a, a pretty good outing on Friday. Uh, threw four innings in relief. Um, only allowed the one earned and struck out four, no walks. That's uh, that's good to see from Spencer coming out um, on Friday opening day. Yeah, we almost we almost won that game, and and large in part to his efforts out of the bullpen there. Um, you know, he kept it he kept it right there, and we kept coming back, and we kept coming back, and you know, I think we just ran out of a little bit of time. But uh, yeah, yeah, Goose is Goose is a special. He's a special pitcher, and. Um, you know he is a he is a huge part of our our team and our and our team's success. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for what we saw this past weekend. I'm excited for what we're going to see this weekend and moving forward with him. He's he's at a different level now for sure. So my favorite stat from this weekend, okay, favorite stat. Our hitters collected 24 walks, and our pitchers. We gave out seven. Mm-hmm. That's that's game that's game changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're 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 talking about. I don't know. You guys talk about how many you know if you do this, this, and this, it's so many runs per game, and that's going to amount to this many wins. But you keep if you keep a discrepancy like that going, that's gonna that's gonna add up in the win column. Yeah, I mean that's a differential right there. Just on walks is of seventeen. I think that's you know we're. Plus or minus seventeen, whichever way you want to look at it, from yeah. the offensive or the pitching side, and plus yeah. seventeen on the base runners. You know, if you if you multiply, you know, if you do some quick math, I mean, whatever whatever seventeen times point seven three is, you know, I think that's how many runs essentially we got spotted. Obviously, it's after the fact, but you know, a walk is about point seven three runs. Well, I do history, so I'm not going to do the math on that. I'm going to try because it'll, it'll be wrong. Thirteen yeah. or fourteen. It'll roughly. be wrong. Yeah. We'll I've already it, called yeah. somebody the wrong name. I'm not going to start doing math on a Tuesday night. <laughs> Man's got to know his limitations. 12.41. 12.41. There we go. Yeah. So over three games, you're you're talking about 4.15, you know, roughly. 4.15 runs just off of walking that few, many fewer guys. Yeah. It's not an exact science, but it's it's roughly that. Look at uh, Knight and McCabe, 10 walks between the two of them. Eight runs between the two of them. I mean, like I said, walks equal runs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's and it's something on both sides of the ball. We have emphasized since the opening team meeting, August twenty second. And it's one thing to just talk about it. I think every, you know, obviously, I don't think there's a pitching coach in America that's trying to like, hey, let's walk a few more guys this year. And <laughs> Wish I we walked more guys. And I don't think there's a hitting coach in America that's like, you know, hey, I think we should be a little bit more free swinging and chase more pitches out of the zone, right? But so. It's something just not only have we just kind of emphasized, but we've really worked hard as a coaching staff to try to be creative and, and find, 
you know, kind of the best ways that, you know, we can and, and to, to try to tell, improve those things, um, you know, and develop those, those traits and, and on the pitching side, really recruit those things, you know, I mean, the, the, the pitchers that are first year pitchers in the program, I mean, they're, you know, we, you know, we, we really identified those guys because we like, you know, we, we all, we think they all have enough stuff, but they all have, you know, um, you know, the level of pitchability that we were really looking for in that, in the recruiting process. And that's a credit to them. This might be the most patient um, lineup at the plate that I, I don't know when we've seen this much. We've definitely had guys that were very good at working counts, but but on this this many guys top to bottom that that can um, that that can uh, negotiate and navigate an at bat. Um, I don't know if this is a stat at all, but if 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 like full counts is a stat, like somebody's tracking that. Nate Furman's going to lead. He's going to lead the country in full counts. Yeah. Um, his at bats don't even start until it's the counts full. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I mean, I mean, how many times this weekend did, did was Nate down? Did Nate find himself o two? But the next thing you know, the count's full. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just yeah. he, he works it, man. Yeah, he's got he's it's a that's a special talent. I mean, and, and uh, it's a real skill, and he's got it. And uh, you know, that's why you know I try to have his back as much as possible when it comes to arguing balls and strikes because he's within reason, right? Like, but he's. I don't know if I've coached another player that has a better, a better feel and vision for the strike zone. I mean, it's that's an that's an elite understanding of the strike zone, for sure. Yeah, and then I don't, you know, I I think I don't know what the count was for uh, the South Florida game, but I think I think our hitters saw 181 or 182 pitches from from Louisville, and I think we our, I think we saw 212 pitches. From UConn, and I don't know, I don't have that number for South Florida, but it has to be up there. It's a lot because there was a lot of pitchers that they used also. Yeah, um, so it's got to be up. It's got to be up there, and you know what I mean. I think you know when you're forcing teams to throw over 150 pitches, you know um, that's that's getting pretty deep. That's pretty getting getting pretty deep there into the into the pen, and and that's the kind of thing too when you're playing a three game series that can really, you know, that can really take its toll. Um, you know, because you're forcing guys, you're getting guys up into, you know, into the third relievers, you're getting them up into 30 and 40 pitch count on Friday, you know, they may or may not be ready for Saturday. And then, you know, it's just, it's just part of the game. So again, something we've worked really hard on and we want to try to continue to do well and get better at. And you mentioned taking what they give you. I mean, you got heart of the order guys, um, up with the bases loaded working account full and taking walks, bases loaded walks instead of – I mean, those guys can easily go yard easy and, and put up the big four spot, but they're patient and took what, took what they gave us and uh, earned those bases loaded walks and got two insurance runs off of, of yeah. two bases loaded walks late in uh, – was it the UConn game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of the credit to that, to, you know, is that they have – they believe in the guy next to – you know, the guy coming up next. You know, and that's – I think that frees up – I think the best offenses have that because that, that frees them up to – they don't feel like they have to press. They don't feel like they have to do more than capable of. They go up there with their approach. They stay with it. And, you know, if if the at-bat goes towards their – you know, how their approach is, then it bodes well for them. If it doesn't, then they take their walk or their free base and, um, you know, just trust the next guy to go up there and, and get it done so they don't try to do too much. But – 
it does make for longer games. You know, I mean, it's 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 part as part of the deal. So, right. so yeah, so be ready to settle in. Um, but it's it's a good it's a good thing. So, and and you you touched on this. I just want to reiterate this. Just looking through the offensive stats, I mean, um, and and the the pitching was we got really solid pitching as you, you touched on. Um, this this offense is not they have not hit their stride yet. I mean, they're they, they've faced some really good arms. They faced weekend. some really good arms, yeah. and and they um, there's more there's more there's more to come. So, yeah. um, and and I say that in in the context of. Folks, you're going to want to get out here and see this <laughs> because yeah. it's, there's there's more there's more offense to come and 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 I'm here for it. Yeah, you can get what's to come. Let's talk about West Virginia weekend a little bit. Um, West Virginia is coming in at three and one. They had a, a good tournament down there in uh, Coastal Carolina this weekend. They beat uh, beat Kent State, uh, Central Michigan, which was I think they were ranked in some polls, and then they lost um, yesterday to Coastal Carolina. Um, Put up a lot of uh, put up a lot of runs. Looks like I watched some of their game yesterday. Looked like they like to run um, uh, quite a bit. Pretty aggressive on the base pass. Uh, what can you tell us about West Virginia, Coach? Yeah, I mean they're they're a team that's been to Super Regionals in the last few years. Uh, I know not last year, but um, you know the year before that and the year before that they've you know so they've. You know they've they've been towards the top end of the Big Twelve now for a number of years and and getting knocking on the door to go play in Omaha. So it's a really really good team uh, this year for sure. And uh, Coach Maisie and his staff they've been you know he and the recruiting coordinator Steve Sabins they've been they've been together for a number of years now and they've built a, a you know just a really really strong program. And so yeah they. They can beat you a lot of different ways. They can, they're as you touched on, they're very athletic. They can run. Um, most of their hitters have the skill set to be able to drop a bunt down. So that makes you have to cover a few things. Um, they can, they can hit the ball out of the yard, um, and they've got some power arms. I mean, that's that they've, you know, they're going to have a lot of arms. You know, I think their closer Waters is up to ninety nine yesterday, and um, you know they've got a really good weekend rotation and just a. Yeah, just a bunch of arms that are going to be really, really challenging for us. So, um, you know, we've got uh, – we're just – yeah, we're just kind of working in as hard as we can as a coaching staff to be as ready as we can, make sure our guys are prepared and feeling, feeling you know, getting healthier and stronger this week. I think that's a big thing. We want to be, we want to be as, as fresh and ready to go for, for Friday because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a very challenging weekend for sure. But it's a little bit refreshing, only to having to prepare for one opponent as opposed to three last weekend. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, we got the, you know, I think like scouting and game prep. It's 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 a bit of a, it's it's kind of like a bit of a, a muscle, I guess you could say. And like, you know, we we kind of had to flex that muscle on three different teams, right? Good, really good teams, right out of the gate. And you know, not that it's easier for one team, but. Um, you know, we kind of had to build that up quick. So, and and we had to, you know, fine tune. We got to fine tune some things as far as just kind of things we we want to make sure we have we value and you know prepare and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah. But you know, I mean, West Virginia played. They played four games against opponents, so they did the same thing virtually with one extra game. And they don't have a midweek game either, so I'm sure that they're probably watching film on us right now as we speak and. You know, ultimately it'll be two, two well-prepared teams that 
you know, with a lot of talented players and it'll be a great, it'll be a, it'll be a great series for, you know, for Niner Nation to come out and watch. And we need, you know, we need the support and, um, that presence will, will certainly help us this weekend. So let's talk about that a, a little bit here. The, I, I think this, this series will have a lot of eyes on it this weekend just because it's, it's two, two postseason bound teams having in a matchup here. I think it's ES, is it, is it on ESPN plus? Friday, Friday and, and Sunday. Sunday. ESPN plus and yeah. uh, Saturday on Conference USA TV. Yeah, but you don't need any of that folk, that stuff, folks. Just just buy tickets and come out because it's going to be a good crowd out here, and we want you part of it, right? Yep. Um, what what's that? Just talk a little bit about that. I mean, this is this is a this is a postseason quality matchup, and we've got uh, they'll they'll have some folks here. But talk a little bit about what our fans can bring to the table and how that Austin touched on. I'm not sure anybody can say it any better than he did. But what, what does that mean from from a coaching standpoint when you see when you feel that energy and you've got people in the stands, you got people coming out and and ready to get after it. Well, I mean, I, we talk to our guys all the time. We think the will to win is a real thing. You know, I think I think I've always believed that. So, and the will to win is, in my opinion, it's always stronger with more people. So, you know, one person's will to win is great. Two is better. Three is better. Four is better, and so on. So, you know, for for us, there's going to be about you know we have 37 players, six coaches, and. You know, managers, support staff members, et cetera. Let's just call it 50, right? And then it's however many seats that are here. So, you know, you start, you take, you take the, you know, the will to, the, the will to win of the 50 people in that dugout. And then you feel that, you fill this stadium with as many people that have that as possible. This becomes a very difficult place to play. And that's what we want here. Like, you know, that's like, um, you know, the gates are open. Um, they weren't last year. And so the gates are open. And, you know, so any anybody that's a Charlotte fan, Charlotte baseball fan, just a baseball fan in general, and you live in the area, you know, come to the Hayes, bring your will to win, come support these guys because they're worth it. They deserve it. And, um, you know, we want to we want to make we want to make this school and this city proud. I like that. Bring your will to win. That's I don't know if we can hashtag that, but we'll we'll figure out something with that. I like that. I always believed in it. I like it. I mean, it's it, it feeds it feeds off of it feeds off of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more of it there is, the more of it there will be. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, what's we, and we're we're gonna start winding this up here. What what's your what's your key for this weekend? What's 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 our key for success this weekend? You know, we showed. You know, I think we showed on Saturday and Sunday that when we just play our brand and um, that's good enough, you know, and, and it's, it doesn't – I think when we try and force things, we try and, um, you know, we, we maybe, maybe – I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. Like, you know, if we just play clean baseball, you know, we play clean baseball um, – and then allow our opponents, whoever this weekend or any weekend, really to to make more mistakes. I mean, that's to me, that's the mark of a great team. Is like the days that they play their A plus game, they will win. But game, but very rarely do they play a you know a D or an F game, and their C game should be good enough to win. So 
just just playing consi- like a consistently clean brand um you know you know you look at the you look at the free base column the walks the hit by pitches the errors the dirt balls that allow guys to advance the you know what all of those things you know i mean i think if i think if we just if we can do the if we can do those things at a high level and play aggressively in all other in all the other facets then good things can happen but you know it's uh it's a really good club coming in here this weekend so we have our work cut out for us well coach we always uh we always give you the last word that might i'm not sure you can do it any better than that you, you got anything you want to add to that before we wrap this thing up gates are open gates are open buy tickets if you don't know how to buy tickets come by the baseball offices we'll we'll help you we'll help you so I did hear somewhere that the phone number is 704-687-4949. Speaking of tickets, real quick, um, the Niners are playing the Campbell at Atrium Health Ballpark. Pre-sale for season ticket holders is Thursday, so just check your email if you're a 49er baseball season ticket holder. Everybody, uh, the Uptown games are already on sale to everybody, so um, go ahead and get your tickets to see the Niners play Uptown against App on the 11th and – against uh davidson on the 23rd and i'll just add uh for that if season ticket holders are watching their email for a link for for the uh the canapolis game pre-sale season ticket holders and grand slab club members might want to keep their eyes on their email maybe tomorrow as well for some interesting information that's coming out that may or may not relate to this weekend just check your email tomorrow that's all i'm saying all right folks we're out of time. That's going to do it for us. Look for this podcast wherever you find your podcast. Make sure to subscribe in order to be notified of new content, of which there is a lot because Austin Knight finds his stats out through us, apparently. <laughs> you can also find Diamond Knight Report on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Reach out if you'd like. We love hearing from you. Or if you're old-fashioned like us, and oh my gosh, you get to do it this weekend. Say hello to us at the ballpark. We love talking to y'all. For Kevin, producer Brad, Coach Woody, this has been Nick. I'm going to be seeing you real soon at the Hayes. Go Niners.